Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Find Nurofen Quicksorb 24 caplets for just $10.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Kempi for breakfast, SENZ, Thursday, 10th of November. Welcome in. It is a Thursday. Thursday, really? Cup week. Flying by. I hope you had a good day if you're down there at Rickenham Park. What a blue hot day it was to be had. Wow, we were going to get all the reaction there because Louie was there. Morena to you, Louie Herman. What? Daggy, morning. Uh, still here, still kicking through Cup Week. We're a few days in now. We're pretty much at the halfway point, and hooey! We're gonna need to kick at the top of the straight here. I'm gonna need to find a couple of lengths if I'm gonna make it to the end because it was hot yesterday, <laughs> and the heat just tried to suck the life out of us. Oh, mate, what was the track like? Obviously, it actually looked like it was chopping up, but did they water it? They did try to water it, so it was a yeah. They, it was hard though. Went out there and it was pretty hard. It was a more gift than there was mm. on the weekend, but it was still really, really solid um, underneath. 
But they did a good job because they got through and every horse got their chance, including he's a doozy, which cost the TAB about half a million bucks. Um, oh. So the BGP <laughs> lads had a fill up on he's a doozy. They punched it from 5.5 to 3.6 and he was strong enough late. He looked so good in the yard. He looked so good in the birdcage. He's a doozy. Lisa, it's, you know, the story here, BGP, I mean, awesome. Having the Luke, I was with Luke yesterday, and just he was feeling pretty confident about it. Like, they'd done their homework, and they knew that he was going to run a huge race. Marcus Aurelius, I thought, was really disappointing. Um <laughs> Yeah, but he'll keep for another day probably. But, yeah, don't know what went on there. Maybe just got trapped wide. But but he's a doozy, just strong late. And Lisa Ladder, that's the story. Lisa Ladder, the CD mm. trainer who's just <laughs> – who's come back into – her team has come back into form at the right time of year. She's travelled them down there. Belle Clear won the Canterbury Breeders Stakes for her. So she won both the group races on the card. And both of her horses in those group races were – and actually uh, not of the head as well – looked so good. Her horses were prepared perfectly, and he's a doozy in particular. He was the pick of the yard by a mile. He was tight. His coat was right, and he just went out there, let down, and they couldn't catch him. Cozzy Asano, what a ride as well. And he had his, he had his folks out from Japan, Cozzy. So they got to watch him win a group race, which also won punters around New Zealand about 500K. <laughs> How good is that? Oh, mate, it was so good. It was so good. So their profit, what's their profit at about at the moment? I think it's about 600K, isn't it? Or, or mid 550? Uh, they, no, they're, they're about two and a, they're nearly about two and a half times over their starting pool. So I think oh. they started with 250. They're just over 500. And I've got the Greyhounds tonight. Then um, we've got, of course, well, everyone does. We've got the Greyhound, New Zealand Greyhound Cup tonight, which is always an absolute ripper. We've got Show Day back at Addington tomorrow for the Trot, the Dominion Trot, and the Free For All, which, by the way, Rock and Roll Do has drawn a good marble, and he's going to be so hard to beat. And then Cup Day. So there's plenty of time to either give it back or 10 times it. <laughs> oh, so good. So good, mate. Said, oh, look, I feel so sorry. i just seen this. One of my mates sent me this multi. And it's a big multi for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. So he's, this is the first leg. Betty Spaghetti for Andrew yes, Kennedy boy. and Anna Furlong getting the job done. How good was that? And then Anna Furlong and Shane Kennedy had a day out too because the next race they won with Elizabeth Rose. So they had yeah, Betty Spaghetti Brave to them. win, Elizabeth Rose to win, Rhetorical to win, Yari to win, Fashion Shoot to win, Cage Fita. To win, he's a doozy. To win, follow your dreams. To win, twenty dollars to return nine hundred and sixty thousand. <laughs> and follow your dreams came fourth. He missed on the last leg, so he got he, Wait, he got well, all the, the, the other ones. Were the other ones places though? Because some of those didn't win. No, no it's, oh, I'm pretty sure it's they've got FF win. Nah, they didn't tick. win. Old mate, um, oh man, I, I don't know, are they, but, well, yeah, jeez, you've, you've lost, oh, I don't know, I don't know how that's, because, cause, uh, well, Yari won for sure, Yari but Sky won. on fire, the cage Sky on fi- Rhetorical ran third, Card, well, Cage Fighter, yeah, 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 definitely a couple of places in there, Cage Fighter okay. ran third at, th- at $3.40, um, yeah. he's a doozy one, and then Follow Your Dreams ran fourth. <laughs> well, there's 
seven ticks straight and then Folly of, Folly oh. of Dreams ran fourth. So if it had ran third, this punder would have won $960,000. The TAB would have been hoping and no doubt they wouldn't have given him a cash-out option, but wow we some punting to win. Big turnover, I read, for, for Cup Day as well on Ed Addington, $7.5 million. Yeah. $7.5 million they punted out there, the punters. So TAB got a little bit of the dampener yesterday. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Kempi, you there? Oh, Marina Bay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here, mate. I'm here. I've been here for ages just holding it together. I'm holding the, nice. the brick and mortars. I've been out there mixing some more mortar up, mate, just getting it ready, putting the bricks back on, putting it together. <laughs> but the boys are working frantically out there in the kitchen. I'll take my hat off to Joe and Neeps, doing a really, really good job today. Lots going on up here. There's lots going on up here, and the sun's out down there. Louis just got is he, like you know you you watch those cartoons. You got they you know they run into the wall and they have those stars going around their head. You've seen those on the cartoon. <laughs> Louis got yeah. horses running around. It's <laughs> true, horses running around. <laughs> Kimpy, it's true. You make a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've been watching. Your socials have been outstanding, Louis. Like, your your, your catch-ups with everyone. Lisa Ladder, mm. mate, yeah. she's on fire. Honestly, yeah. jump on what she's got going in the big races because she's gone down there with a stable of winners. Yeah, oh. no, you're right, Kimpy. And we're so lucky, is he, like, to be able to just, like, in New Zealand, just to bowl up and just be like, "Hey, Lisa, can I just have a word? That like, bell clear, can I win? Oh, I might do. Yeah. Um, she's yeah, a good you know, sort he, too. She's a real a, good sort. Yeah, and it it was awesome to see her just have a, a big day out and like on a big stage as well. And it's funny because the the BGP guys are actually from they went to Palmy Boys High School, so they're from there. That Luke and Benny yeah. and those lads, that's where they originated. Central Districts. Lisa Ladder was one of their original trainers. They used to love backing, so to go full circle for them to have a clean up, cool moment, is it? Awesome moment, awesome moment, boys. And uh, we're going to have a big show today. First up, we've got the Bar Bars, coached by Razor Ray and Ronan O'Gara. They take on a formidable All Blacks 15 this weekend. Rory Lawson, former Scotland halfback and now committee member for the Bar for the Bar Bars, will help us preview. Uh, Kempi spoke to him earlier this morning, and we'll play that for you after 7 o'clock because you got to remember Scotland take on the All Blacks too. So Rory Lawson will have a lot to uh, say about that. They just went down against the Wallabies over last weekend by one point. And if you remember a couple of years ago when we played them over there at Murrayfield, it's a tough place to play. The All Blacks just getting over the line. Stuart Hogg made a break in the last seconds. Bundled out in the corner by Bowden Barrett. They would have won the game. So they'll have a bit of confidence heading into this weekend. Can the All Blacks back it up? Well, Rory Lawson will have something to say. And then following that, the Black Caps are gone. Black Caps beaten convincingly by Pakistan to bundle them out of the T20 World Cup. Mitchell McLennigan will join the show at about 7.40 and we'll get his reaction to that performance overnight. Not ideal for our Black Caps. Pakistan... A few little moments, key moments in that uh, performance that just kind of let them down, particularly that first ball and dropping um, their uh, flying captain, Baba Azam, dropped first ball, went on to score 52 of 42 uh, balls. So, yeah, not ideal. And then after eight, more than an athlete, we love chatting to people that are outside their sporting arena 
are having a major impact in the community. Heather Skipworth is that, and the Iron Iron, Iron Māori organiser will join us after eight, and I'm looking forward to this because my mum loved the Iron Māori. She participated in it many times, and uh, we love what they're doing there in Hawke's Bay, um, getting everyone about and exercising. Love it. And then following that, Kane Jones from New Zealand Bloodstock will round out the show, uh, talk some racing to end it. Because I wouldn't be an Izzy and Kempi show without a bit of racing in there because <laughs> it is flying this week. How good. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machines for messages already coming through. He's a freaking doozy, all right, eh? That pundit got on. Well done. He's a doozy. I think that was the most watched race in NZ, though, what the BGP boys had put on it. So when it got home, oh, it was so good. Even I was cheering and I had nothing on it. How good. And uh, Mark's come through. No pressure with the quaddy crush, Louis Herman Watt. So there you go. A bit of pressure on you, Louis, to get some pundits paid as well. Uh, 0800 150 811 on the Kinatai phone line throughout the morning. We'd love to hear from you. Big show, lads. Big show, big show, Izzy, and I'll tell you what, I've been checking all day last night and first thing this morning about the Kiwi team that was announced Mm. to play Australia, and to be honest, boys, it's gone the way that I thought it would be, and I don't know whether he'll make the changes, but he's left Nelson Solomon in the the back row and Chance Nickel Crockstead in the centres, and I thought those would have been two changes that he would have changed out, and Moses Liotta is in the 18th man, so... Um, I think Australia, they, they've picked their side based on um, that that decision by Maguire. And they've actually left out a couple of blokes as well. So, um, mate, that's, the, that's the, the game I'm looking forward to this week. And anyone in rugby league, they look, after, they look, look forward to that Australian versus uh, Kiwi game. Can the Kiwi boys get done? Well, mate, and if they don't, like Bluey McLennan said yesterday, I'm running it, uh, running it straight. If they don't play the sh- the short sword fight, he had a really good analogy, and hopefully we've cut that. But he said the Romans used to go around with a short sword and get really close in battle and take the battle to people, and all the long swords with the fancy, you know, the fancy haircuts and the and the nice looking horses, they didn't like it when you got down and dirty with a short sword <laughs> fighting. And his analogy was perfect. And the um, the way that Aussies beat the key, uh, uh, the Kiwis beat the Aussies is to get in there and get stuck into them you know take the battle to them because they don't like it and they don't like being put under pressure so for me boys um, I was a little bit disappointed in the naming of the side because it's basically stuck with what he's had for over the last three weeks Um, I understand where he's coming from but are they good enough to beat this Aussie side well they're going to have to get dirty they're going to have to get in there and get their heads right in amongst it they're going to have to play with a little bit, bit of hunger and uh, no better place to go than just that booking of the flight home after that semi-final to buy any desire and and any any sort of uh, mongrel that they need to, to go on forward. Now, I love that, Kempe. When you've got a, when you've got a high-flying squad and a high-flying team that love to dictate their own terms, that's what you've got to do. You've got to try and rustle them up. And that's what the Black Ferns are doing with, with their play and their style, try and rustle these outfits up and uh, get under their skins and play a little bit of a chaotic kind of style of game. So expecting the Kiwis to do that. <coughs> Asafa Solomona back on the edge. <coughs> well, obviously that's something that they've seen and, and they're going to try and... Be, look, it's, we talk about it all week, eh, Kempe? Cohesion and continuity mm. with selections. That's probably a reason why they've done this. I know there's a few debatable selections out there that we could debate, um, but... 
to now, they've done the job. So for us, we've got to back them, and hopefully those boys can and the lads and Maguire can find something to to get the squad going. It's going to be a tough game. You look at that Aussie squad. Wow, we they are just stacked, absolutely stacked at the moment. Mate, when they chuck when they chuck Jack Whiten in the centres and Valentine Holmes to the to the wing, they seriously their back line is next level. You know what I mean? So hopefully we've we've got the forward pack to, to own the middle of the park. That's where it's going to be won. Hopefully we can get the job done. Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to have a little reaction about that cricket game last night too, lads, because uh, not ideal, not ideal for our black caps. Just didn't really fire any shots apart from Daryl Mitchell, who was 52 not out. Other than that, there was a few little moments, key areas in that performance that just let them get let them down and gave Pakistan a little bit of confidence. So, yeah, we'll get the reaction throughout the morning. What was your take on the Black Caps' uh, performance last night as well? We've got our can't wait wait of question of the day that will regard that performance coming up shortly. But I no doubt you all have a lot to say for sure. Yeah, it's uh, Izzy, I just gone skimmed. I obviously didn't watch the game live, but I caught up this morning with the extended highlights and just having a good look through the scorecard. So we'll need your help to f- colour in the parts that we can't quite get the context to on 0800 So le- actually, let's rip straight in with this, Joe. Can't wait question of the day. Oh! I mean, how will you remember this Black Caps World Cup? I guess is the overarching question. How are you going to remember it? It's almost like they peaked at the wrong end of the tournament. Um, <laughs> I will never forget that hiding we gave Australia at the SCG. But ah. I would, I would, I would try. I would trade just a, a close victory over them if we could have bet Pakistan last night. The, look, my impression is that Pakistan came with a plan. They came with a plan. Uh, Izzy, you forecasted it beautifully yesterday with uh, Shaheen Shah Afridi versus Finn Allen at the top of the order. And they came with a plan. They they knew that they could target his front pad. And, well, he might have hit the first one, but the second one, plum. And it was a pretty average review, to be honest. Um, I guess they were hoping it was swinging that much that it was going down, but it wasn't. And from there, well, it was a similar story. Like, Kane Williamson scored 46 from 42, which looks like great innings when we win. But people will be pissed off. People will be kind of getting a little bit frustrated by it in losses. I don't necessarily mind it playing that anchor role there. Daryl Mitchell's 53 from 35. I guess on the other side of it, was there a plan with the ball? Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Was there a plan with the ball? A couple of drop catches towards the end of the innings, but the damage you have to say was already done in the chase. By then, Pakistan came out with a purpose, and it looked close with five balls remaining. But I think they probably let it get closer than you thought. Um, double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. What will your lasting memory of this Black Cats World Cup performance be? We'll get Kempi and Izzy's thoughts on the other side. Keep your messages coming through on double eight, double three about everything, including the racing. Lads, Betty Spaghetti. Yes, Cam, we got a bit of that. It was a, it looked like a great bet, and I hope if people actually managed to get the eight dollars, they are laughing this morning. We'll take your calls on the black caps though, because we're gonna need you to fill us in here on SCNZ here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Right, SCNZ and the can't wait question of the day this morning is pretty simple. How will you remember this Black Caps campaign at the T20 World Cup? It's now over. Pakistan, congratulations to you and your wonderful fans. Izzy, I'll start with you, mate. What's going to be the lasting memory? 
what if? What if maybe? Um, look, if you remember our predictions before, and I, I predicted they'll make top four. I didn't think they'd go on and win it. I think that first performance was really surprising for myself. Um, didn't predict it, obviously, how we entered the tournament. But you got to think we, we go good at, at major tournaments. We're always there or thereabouts. I just knew we didn't quite have enough to probably go on and win it. So for me, not surprising that we uh, made top four and bundled out. And you think of that performance, they, yeah, like there's a lot of messages coming through and it all makes sense. We just got out-thought, out-classed and, and outplayed. So, um, yeah, my predictions at the start were pretty spot on. Top four, not surprising. Uh, yeah, no, you did. I remember you saying that. Kempi, what about you, mate? Anything that you'll, you'll take away from this tournament? Well, yeah, Louis, look, I, I woke up the first thing, mate. Imagine if England get beaten. And and the, and the crowd oh, that's how gonna, good how, and the, well and the crowd that is going to go and support both Pakistan um, in the in the next in the next game which is the final that's the first thing, but I woke up I woke up early this morning again again, and um, I after talking to Bluey McLennan yesterday it just got me thinking about the coaching of sides. Now it's a fifth it's the fifth time that they've been in the final. And and four times they've made the, the last four, but there seems to be a bottleneck around the around taking that next step into the into the big the big dance and getting the job done, mate. And I, you know, I think we have the talent. I think if you look across the board, so we've got the we've got the the Black Ferns playing this weekend. We've got the Kiwis playing in the semi final weekend. We just had the Black Caps knocked out of semi final. I would hate to think that we go three zip. <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny you it's funny you say that, Kim, because Frazy's come through a double eight, double three. One feels that's the worst of loss of th- that's the first loss of three going to be an average week in New Zealand sport. Yeah, oh, and, and and it's just got me crazy. I actually think there's an answer. I actually think there's an answer, but I'll save that till off the back fence. Ooh. So Kimpy. just quickly before we get to Joe uh, on that, like when you plan for your position you can get a bit tight get a bit tense like i feel like when you're playing at these major competitions you got to go out you got to think outside the square and you got to you got to be brave you know and you got to put your own identity and what you've done and, and what you've achieved behind you and you got to go out there and start swinging and play something different like, i just feel like we probably mm. just played within ourselves because we were comfortable and we didn't want to you know kind of put a damper on our own careers you know i mainly probably put, i just thought we were a bit safe I just think we're a little bit too safe in, in that performance. I totally agree with you, Izzy. I, and I've been there and gone mm. out and, and just turned on a normal performance and looked across at the players I was playing against in the Australian jersey and gone, whoa, I'd just been done like a donut. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and no. you do. You have to actually take it to the next level. Got you loud and clear, lads. We'll go to Joe quickly before the news here. Joe, I mean, did you stay up and watch the cricket? What's your lasting memory of this tournament going to be, mate? Uh, that I punted on Pakistan to win. But, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, well, I had a huge down the punt yesterday, and then we thought we'd lump in there after the first after power play. But but there's one thing, you know what they were? They were like a they were like a skyrocket. They blew off in the beginning. They lit up the sky, and they were a dud. Because last night, they couldn't change. Put Williamson back to five. Get Nisham up there in the power play. Right? As soon as Finn Allen went, and let's have some fireworks. Let's get the power yeah. play rolling. Put Phillips up. But we never changed our order. I remember Great Batch. 
you know, back in 92 when I was a kid, Great Rich came in and he was hammer and tong from the, from the get-go, right? And then we couldn't change it. Williamson went in there, run a ball, run a ball, run a ball, limped us across the line. Um, and then, you know, we had no fireworks, boys. And we couldn't change yeah. the way we played. And you did right, Izzy. We were dead safe. Unlike unlike the BGP who lumped on and took the <laughs> took the TAB to the cleaners and let go again today. Boys, boys, my horse is running today. I'm gonna give you the tip. Ashburton, race nine, right, Gronkowski. The Gronk, named after the great uh, NFL player. He's each way seven fifty. He he trialed up behind Celtic Spirit, who bolted up on Cup Day. Get on, boys. Get on. You're on a Gavin Smith. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to follow you. Oh, how good. G- Gavin oh, Smith special. Gronkowski, 752.70. Joey, good luck. And we'll hear from you tomorrow. We'll be at show day, so you have to give us a call tomorrow morning. Um, and we'd love to hear oh. from you. Win or lose, Joey. Great call, as always. Cheers, boys. He's, his, hey, do you reckon Joe's ever had a losing down the punt, lads? He's on nah. fire. He's on fire. <laughs> He's going good. <laughs> he is. Or is he like he me? Is. No, no, I tell everyone about my losses. <laughs> he is oh, on no. fire. Uh, there's a real good yeah, message from Brad need to get to on the Black Caps. But right now it's out of half the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. Good thoughts around the cricket as well, is he? And Kempe, you too, just a bit safe. Um, out-thought, out-strategized and out of the tournament. Is that all Twenty-six minutes away from seven o'clock this morning. Uh, now tonight, you can hear the other semi-final at the Cricket World Cup, India and England, Adelaide. Before, well, potentially, what would be a historic match back at the MCG. It'll be a great match no matter what who wins tonight. But if it is India and Pakistan, as Kempi points out, it will be massive. Now, there's a little bit of sporting news from around the world to get to here. Thanks to Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. Falal Fakatava, he's injured and he's got this ruptured ACL, but he's going to go without a surgery, guys. Now, this is a little bit interesting. So he's not giving up on his Rugby World Cup dream. So he's not going to get... He re-injured his knee just for the All Blacks end-of-season tour. But... This is the same knee he had surgery on his ACL in 2021. So he's going to avoid going down that route. So he's going to be doing rehab and giving himself a go in 2023, which is a little bit unconventional. I don't know if I've seen this before. I mean, you guys are the knee experts. Is this, a bit, is this odd or have you seen blokes go about this before? Um, I can't exactly put, remember the name, but I've seen you do it. Like You can mm. actually build the muscle around your knee. Like, it's going to take a hell of a lot of work and a lot of rehabbing, but you build the strength in your quads, um, your calves, and you, you build the structure right around it and actually can harness that uh, ruptured ACL. So there is an option for it. And, and a lot of guys actually go down this track, a lot of athletes, because um, once you go into configuring around with that knee, it actually starts the process of your knee just slowly deteriorating and... 
your biggest assets are your quads and your muscles around your knee. Trust me, I've been on this journey. If you can build that quad muscle and, and give you that, struck, that strength and that stability around your knee, then that'll go a long way. It's going to be a big journey for Falau, but I, I understand what he's doing. Yeah, mm. he's on a he's on a, a no lose situation, Louis, because the doctors yeah. would want him to build that up anyway before he goes into the operation because the recovery be quicker. So right. so if he can get through it and it actually works, it's a bonus. If it doesn't, well, he's in a good he's in good shape to go to surgery. Yeah, no, that's a really really good point, actually, Kimpy. And um, hey, how's this? Sir, Sir Graham Henry is his old mate's going to call it quits after the women's World Cup final on Saturday night. Is he? So. If- Nearly. Well, this is, you know what? I saw this headline and I saw the, thought the same thing. I was like, I thought he already is retired, kind of. Uh, he's 76 now. He's been coaching for more than 50 years. So he he's reckons that this will be the last. This will be the last go around, um, unless there's another SOS that gets. So here's the question: Is Wayne Smith going to be the last? Because he's told me three times already he's retiring. <laughs> and when you're that good. And you just can't let go. Like his last message with me, I'm crying after this, I'm done. You know, I'm going to go and just chill out with Trish and the kids and, and relax. But, mate, when you're that good, you just can't give it up. Is Wayne Smith going <laughs> to hang up the whistle, hang up the, the drawing board? What's he going to do? Well, I mean, is there an like, well, we, we, what what job would he do? I mean, this is the thing. This Women's World Cup, Kempe, was probably such a... It was so different for him, and he's spoken about the cultural change and the joy that he's seen and, and just the, the complete oh. change of pace that it's been. What else is He'll there be to do now for Wayne Smith? <laughs> he's such a <laughs> that, serious guy. I that, can't believe that. Louis, that is actually a really, really good question, you know, because I see this happen so many times in sport, is that you have these near on geniuses with so much IP and they walk away from the game like and then you get all these governors that have no IP and then they come in with a CEO that has little IP and then they go and hire people with no IP you know what I mean Mm. or next to no IP and they have to rebuild it I think there's a position within an organisation for the likes of Wayne Smith or or Sir Ted um, to actually sit there and make sure that they are going along the right process. I'm talking about this and off the back fence because I think we need to we need to actually consider what was actually done this year to bring the woman um, back to where they were because they got it they got it right. I got to say they got it right. Well, yeah, they did. They t- they turned around that French result. They still got the final to come. Actually, you just said Sir Ted. Is he Wayne Smith? If if they beat England, mm. I mean his services to rugby across multiple World Cups across multiple national teams, he would have to be going close to a knighthood. Oh, he'd he'd be in consideration for sure with what he's added to to the rugby uh, fraternity over the last couple of decades. Really, he's been in the in the game for so long. Um, just knowing Smithy, I don't know if he'd probably accept it. I think he's really. Humble, and I don't know. Like I know a couple of players that, and people that have that have turned it down because they just don't feel like a sim. But it'll be a hell of a recognition if he does. And I, I you know, I could speak from experience. He thoroughly deserves it. And just on that environment change that I read about the the ladies playing music on the way to the game, and Smithy is the most intense person I've ever met and he will be sitting just like tithering going what is this are you are you are you girl are you ladies preparing to are play you focused? 
Are you, you focused? Are you, focused? <laughs> are you on the job? You know, they're all be clowning around. He will be just having nightmares about it, honestly. That is not one. If you're not, like, mate, I was warming up with Corey Jane, and like we were just having a little giggle and doing some offloads, and he ripped us to shreds. So I can't imagine what was going through his mind when they were playing music on the way of the game. I got, oh, a, funny st- I got a funny story for that. Is we're, playing, we're playing in Rotorua, and... Uh, mm. It's. I think the score at halftime was four two to the Australians, and coming at halftime, it was intense, mate. You know, we we're all over them, and we we can't can't kick a goal. Kev's missed about four shots a goal. We should be eight, up ten four, and the coach is going off. I'm sitting. To, me and Kev were terrible roomies, best mates, and I'm sitting across him, and he's the coach has given given it, and he's given it in my direction to my side of the room. And we're like looking at we're looking at Tank, <laughs> and directly behind him is Iro, and he's pulling faces at me to try and make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is the middle of a test match, mate, yeah. and I've had to put my hands down between my legs and say all like like I had I was smiling, I was actually giggling, but I had my head down between my legs so that they came through and see it, mate. Yeah. There's just people do things to get to that spot differently and me and him would do that you know just so that we could like we weren't so intense you know but you just pulled back a memory I had to share it It was so mate talk about laugh afterwards Right, one more message from Brad before we head off to Quizzy Day. Completely outthought by Pakistan. Boundary fielders were 10 metres off the boundary. Black Caps didn't want to hit over them. I counted at least 10 occasions where Williamson, where he literally almost walked to the non-strikers in taking a single. And Conway Mitchell Phillips running the first one hard, getting a third out of the way down the wicket. Luke looking for the second run to save Williamson, just getting to the non-strikers in. I'm baffled by our... Uh, how out thought we were. And Brad, I am getting there as a common denominator. How did Pakistan, and I guess, well, Dos, Hayden, um, Haydos, how did they get us, how did they catch us napping so badly? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. would love to hear from you on the cricket. People that have looked and watched multiple games in this World Cup, where was the strategy missing for the New Zealand side. After this, it's Quizzy Dag, so give us a call. 0800 150 811. The Kenatar phone line is there for Quizzy Dag. The Quizmaster's waiting. Run it straight. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Let's get into it. Let's get someone paid today. Let's rip straight into it. Mark from Tauranga. Morning to you, brother. Morning, boys. How are you? Morena, did you, Good, make, did you make plenty yesterday, Marky? Oh, I didn't, lads. I, uh, I made a little bit, but not too much. Oh, you're a good man. You're a good man. Well, good luck today because we know what your challenge was yesterday. If you win, you can donate it to Movember. Let's go. Good luck, Marky. 
A Kiwi artist is rewriting, rewriting one of their hit songs, Screams, from the old plantation into a summer cricket anthem. We've had him on the show. Who is it? King Kapisi. King Kapisi. Caps. Awesome. Well done. Question number two. New Zealand and Scotland have played each other 31 times before this weekend. How many of those 31 have we won? Oh, uh, good question. I don't know if Scotland have been tonight. Have you got a clue for me, Kempe? Ooh. Well, we've won them all, but there's been... We... <laughs> well, no. Scotland haven't won any. Put no, it that way. It's obviously been a draw. We'll go 29 with two draws. <laughs> <Yeah>. 29 <laughs> with two oh, draws. Oh, <laughs> well done. No more clues for you, Marky. Question number three. Brad Riddell and Carlos Olberg will kick the show off for the Kiwis at UFC 281 in New York City this weekend. What are, what are both of their fighters' names? Fight names. Uh, their fight names? I've got no idea, boys. I'm not a big UFC fan, so uh, tomorrow it is. Catch you then. <laughs> Cheers, Marky. <laughs> Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to Cam from Blenheim. Morning, Cam. Morning, fellas. How are we doing? Good morning. Good, thank you. All right, the fight name. So it's Brad something Riddell, Carlos something 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 Olberg. What are their fight names? I don't know you, see, fellas. I'm going to get a clue here, please, Okay, I'm going to say it. Just open up those taringas. Earth something and the Pungo old man's car. Can you say that again, please? Earth something and the Pungo old man's car. Nah, that's me. I don't know that. Sorry. <laughs> this is a tough question. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's this a, is a tough question. That's a, that's a tough question, for sure. Anyway, we're going to go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Hi, boys. How are we? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, is All right. Brad, Earth, Riddell, Carlos, something, Pango, old car, old yeah, bird. Brad, Brad the Quake and uh, Carlos the Black Jag. <laughs> yes. Brad the Quake, Riddell, Carlos the Black Jag, Olberg. Question number four. Who won week two of our Movember Challenge yesterday with a game of horse down at Queen's Wharf? It was rigged. Not my mate Kimpy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so who was it? It was, um... Oh, it was our wahine that does our show with... Oh, no. <laughs> That's it. That's it, Kirsty. Kirsty. Uh, okay, we'll give you that away. Come on, brother. Let's go. All right, Jade. Question number five. Coach Carter is a famous basketball movie. Who plays the character Coach Carter? That is. Can uh, I get a clue? I know. Who, I just can't think of his bloody name. Don't um, Google it. Samuel Jackson. Ah, oh, Jackson is correct. JD, well done, mate. $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks to all our callers that just didn't quite get there. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll be back again tomorrow with more.
Quizzy Dag for a $50 TAB bonus bet. And tomorrow, Rock and Roll Do is a great bet, I think, in the, the Parnas free-for-all at Addington. But we can dissect that and talk about it more later on. He's got a good marble, and he's going to be lightning and uh, full of himself after not getting a real run at them on Tuesday. Heaps of texts on the cricket. We'll get to some of that after this. SENZ, we're coming up to 7am here, and after 7am, Rory Lawson, former Scottish international, we've had him on the show before, and Kempi dialed in with him to find out about the Barbars and the Scots. Here's a couple of text messages on the cricket quickly, Is he just to get through. Morena boys, runs on the board now, nah, we just didn't have enough marshy. Apart from the first game, we lack solid partnerships throughout our innings. It seems to be one player scoring big gets you decent totals. If you have wickets at the end of your innings, you can afford to swing for the roof. I had the boosted power play of Kane, Azam, and Coley to get 25-plus runs. Boosted at 10 bucks. Get up, King Coley, says this texter. That's a good one. That's a bloody ripper, actually, because King Coley is on a heater at the moment, playing extremely well. So, yep, see if India can get him done. And like you said, Kempe, if India Pakistan are in the final, wow, watch our MCG. That's going to be outstanding. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Healthy Care Apple Cider Vinegar 120 Capsules is now $16.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 20%. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, 10th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock. Louis Herman Watt, myself, we're down here at Autotahi Christchurch. And well, tomorrow, Kempi will be down as well. Great to have the big man flying the flag all the way from there. Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, down to the big time. If you see him about, you won't miss him. Just look for those big shoulders. He'll be stomping around Rickerton Park on Saturday. Gary Louie, <laughs> Louie and myself on one shoulder each because that's how big those shoulders are. How good. Great to have you down, Unc, and uh, hopefully the weather can pick up. It's a little bit cloudy here today. Yesterday was an absolute stunning day. It was about late 20s and no wind and stonking hot. Stinking, stinking hot. So, uh, Louie Herbawalt, they had a good day uh, at Rickerton. Yes, Louie. Don't think that you boys aren't getting off a shift on the good oil. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Don't, stay no, no, away no, 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 you, no, 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 you will not be. Oh, you, Kempi will have his shades on like Bruce Sherrock is sitting next to him and he'll be sitting there dialed in trying to tip a couple of winners at least for 10 minutes during the Arvo. I'll find one, Louis. I'll find one for you. 
Thank you. All of a sudden, my f- my phone turned off on Saturday, but no, no, no. <laughs> of course we'll do that. Of course we'll do that. Of course we'll do that, my friend. Um, we'll we'll come out and and have wee chats here. It's going to be a great day, big big racing day. Obviously, New Zealand Cup and a couple of favourites, and it's great. It's a great week down here in Christchurch. By far, my favourite week down here in the Garden City. Uh, but big show coming up, lads. We're going to talk uh, Black Cap shortly, and there's plenty of messages on the text machine regarding that. We've got Mitchell McLennigan coming up. The Black Caps obviously losing last night, taking on Pakistan. Quite convincing in the end. And a few messages. This is quite on the money here from Kevin. Just to ha- just have a look at the comparison in strike rates. New Zealand's 2 and 3, too slow. 100, 100 v Pakistan, 1 and 2. 130 plus the strike rate. Nisham and Mitchell were picking it up, but too late. Nisham should have been the pinch hitter, just not thought out properly. Yep, just out thought and out class here. Kevin from Titarangi, great message, mate. Another one here. I love Kane, but anyone is anyone questioning him as the captain for the T20? Need to be more aggressive and make fast decisions, especially when it comes to bowling changes. Six overs to introduce spin was far too long, and the game was already gone when we tried to slow it down. Yep, there he is. He's on the money there, an unknown texter. Uh, and another one here, boys, just quickly. Morena, boys, what a day on the punt yesterday. Go the BGP, lads, and honour being a member. Have you boys got Mark Rosanowski on today or Andy McCook to give us all for tonight's dogs at Addington? Opawa Dragon to win and Centurion place to place against No Keeper. That is from Joe. That is from Joe. I'm sure uh, you'll get some tips throughout the day. Any of those pundits coming on there, Louis? I'm trying to get Pip to sub herself in for Paul. So I've said, no offence, Paulie Moarts, but we don't want you today. We want Pip because <laughs> she, she is red hot on the Greyhound form. So And she's mm. already given us a couple of best bets, but I wanted to come on and talk us through them. So I'm working on it. Joey? Beautiful. Beautiful. We'll keep you up to date for sure. There's a big night at Addington Raceway. And Louis Herman, what? Well, he's going to be there, thereabouts. So follow his socials and you'll get an update. So Pip Morris... She'll lead us into a few because she knows all things Greyhound racing. How good. But right now it's 8 past 7 and Rory Lawson is coming up. Here he is. S-E-N-Z. There's been so much going on this week and you may have forgotten that there's some massive tests coming up up north for the Kiwis. The All Blacks are set to play Scotland and Edinburgh on Monday morning while at the same time the All Blacks 15 will face the Barbarians. Can Razor get one over Leon Mack? Donald and the New Zealand Rugby in London. It'll be an exciting clash regardless. And to help us uh, preview it, we have Barbarians Committee member and former Scottish international Rory Lawson up there in UK. Morning. Good evening, Rory. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me back. Mate, sorry uh, we can't have our mate on here, is he? We've just got a couple of little issues here in uh, the studio this morning, but thanks for joining us. Mate, is there a more entertaining game in rugby than when the Barbarians line up to face a team like the All Blacks 15? No, I, I don't think there will be, to be quite honest. And, and chuck into the mix, probably one of the, the finest stadiums, certainly in, in Europe, um, if not the world, you know, this this cutting-edge, state-of-the-art stadium, that, that Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, um, you know, you chuck in that ingredient into the mix as well, and it's it's all set to be an unbelievable week, an unbelievable weekend of action. So, yeah, that, that'll, be, that'll be one of the games, and I'm sure one that uh, Ian Foster and his coaches will look back on when they 
they've picked through the bones of of the uh, the game at the big house up here in Edinburgh. Uh, just 15, kicking off, I think, fifteen minutes after that Barbarians game, if I if I if I guess rightly. Mate, did what did you make of the the appointments of Scotty um, Robertson and, and Leon McDonald to coach the two sides? Yeah, I, I think. Look, firstly, Razor is such a great coach, and I think the combination of him with with Ronan O'Gara, who's been tearing up trees in his role with La Rochelle, and obviously knows knows Razor, having spent a bit of a, a bit of time down at the Crusaders. That pair getting together with a, a really talented bunch of of Barbarians players um, looking to take on, you know, the the All Blacks fifteen. Is just just brilliant. I think I think the, the the philosophy and mindset that they take to the club game just transfers seamlessly into the barbarians. So, firstly, having them on board as coaches is is a brilliant uh, a, a brilliant thing for the barbarians. But also, I think the players that come into the barbarian squad when they see the quality of coaches, as if it was it wasn't already a no brainer to to accept the invite to come and play for the Barbarians. They see two of the world's best coaches that are going to be running the show and who are up for having a lot of fun on and off fields. It's just a golden ticket. So I think we've been able to select a, a really talented bunch of players. And obviously, you know, we've also seen what that All Blacks 15 did to to the Ireland Irish A-side mm. last week. And we'll, there will be no under, under no illusions as to the, the challenge that they face on Sunday. Yeah, it is a good side. I know a couple of boys in that Barbarian side. Uh, I played with with one of their fathers, Jack uh, Zach Mercer, um, the big number eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, go, he, go, he goes all right. Do you think? Look, he, he's been he's been absolutely tearing up trees at Montpellier. He's a he's a brilliant uh, he's a brilliant player, and he's he's signed to come back to to play at Gloucester from there in due, in, in due course and. Right, right back in the England mix as a result. But you know, he's he's won the top fourteen title down there. He was, you know, play, arguably player of the season for Montpellier. So for him to be able to come up here and be part of this Barbarian squad is is phenomenal. And once again, will will be be a great opportunity for him to to show what he's capable of against some of the the world's best players on English soil. So no doubt, Eddie Jones will. We'll keep an eye out on him, and uh, not not as it as it, it's not like he's got other things to be looking at um, with his under firing English side at the moment. But I think it's having having Zach Mercer in, in the mix is a, is a, a fabulous signing in amongst what is a, a really talented squad. Yeah, well, I hope his father didn't teach him how to tackle because he couldn't tackle Gary. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to watching the kid play. I haven't seen him for a number of years. Mate, what's the chat up there around Razor? Do we think the RFU are honing in on him? Oh, I've got no doubt that his his phone will have had a, a little tickle from a few of the sides up here, uh, particularly... You know, after he was involved in one of the one of the podcasts up here, I think it might have been Big Jim, um, having a, a chat with him on on the rugby pod and just just asking him about his ambitions as as a coach and I, you know it, it certainly rung with me to hear him say look I'd love to I'd love to win the rugby world cup with the ABs uh, but I'd also like to do it with a second nation so um, I'm sure there will be many of the the nations up here who have Razor on their radar as you know one of the world's best coaches the guy who's got a, a brilliant philosophy to rugby 
He's a guy who's a personality in the game and and has proven success with the Crusaders. You know that is is unarguable. So his transfer to international rugby, I believe, will be in his own hands, and I'm sure he won't be short of of people knocking down his door to be able to have him on board. So I guess we'll wait and see. He'll, he'll know better than I do. Okay, Rory, moving on. Well, looking at the uh, Scottish squad to play the All Blacks, do you think Finn Russell should get a run? I think he will. Mm. Now, whether, you know, it's uh, from my perspective, I think that, you know, barring Adam Hastings' injury, which is definitely unfortunate, this gives... Uh, Gregor Townsend and Finn Russell to smooth over the cracks that there have been and it's it's one that would have got, been unplanned but one that both parties have to maximise and view as being an opportunity for him to get back into the mix. Now, Blair Kinghorn to be to be fair to him, barring a missed, a missed penalty to win the game against Australia, he's been playing well, both for club and for Scotland so should Finn come straight back into the squad against the ABs and leapfrog Blair Kinghorn, that's a decision in Gregor's hands, but also one that I think you'll need to carefully manage uh, to be to, to make sure that, that Blair Kinghorn isn't battered down as a result of that, if that were to be the case. But there is no doubt Finn Russell's name carries across uh, you know hemispheres, it carries across continents. He is one of he is the, a player who lights up the game, who you know, rugby fans, not just Scottish rugby fans like to watch on field um, and maybe it will work in Scotland's favour if he does come back into play because the ABs will be having to watch either Finn Russell playing for Racing 92 over the past six months um, or previous Scotland games you know dating back to the Six Nations whereby he wasn't necessarily on form which was why Gregor didn't pick him to be able to get the footage of him because he's just been dropped into this Scotland squad based on Adam Hastings, son of Gavin, picking up that unfortunate injury. Um, but it may work in Scotland's favour. Who knows? Because he's he's difficult to read. You talk to any defensive coach in the world, he is one of the most respected attacking fly halves in, in the game. And the, the ABs will have to keep an eye on him, whether it's in, in the number 10 jersey or in the number 22 jersey. Yeah, there's a number of players already in the All Black side that are talking up for Russell. I'm looking forward to that. Um, that battle. What's the mentality around the All Blacks from the Scottish perspective, Rory? Are they licking their lips? Are they ready to get out there and, and tear in? Oh, they'll be ready. They'll be desperate to tear in. I think there's also the the realism of history. You know, mm. two draws out of thirty plus plus games yet yet to win. So there'll be. Uh, let me tell you, in in Scotland, it's been five years since since uh, the the All Blacks have come to Murrayfield. So five years of, of waiting. And these are the games you always want the opportunity to take on the top sides in the world and prove what you're capable of. And the fan, the fanfare around it is enormous. People cannot wait. Even through the first two games of the, the series up here for Scotland, they've just been talking about Sunday the 13th of November at Murrayfield, sold out in front of a packed house and... The, the the excitement of the All Blacks arriving in town. The brand carries the game. It's, it is the most famous brand in the sport and you know the size of the challenge. But you want to be able to measure yourself against the best in the game. And, you know, whether that's on an individual or collective level, every player in that Scotland squad will be licking their lips at that opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I think that that's all you really need to know. Now, Scotland will have paid very little attention to any of the headlines around where the ABs have been over you know, the past 6, 12, 18 months with regards to their performances. They're coming up here as rugby, cha- rugby championship champions. Um, and whilst they've lost more games uh, this year than, than they're accustomed to, they, they showed against Wales at the weekend that physically they can dominate opposition and make them look like a, a bang average team. So Scotland will have to be at their very best. They'll be aware of the challenge coming. But my God, the excitement, let me tell you something, the excitement up here is, you know, it's tangible. We're only on Wednesday, but I'm, I'm hosting an event here in Edinburgh tonight with a, with a group of people who just want to hear about the experiences of playing the All Blacks and have something to talk about, you know, around the dinner table or on the pub for the next three or four days leading up to the game. How good, how good, Rory. Hey, just last question before I let you go, mate. Is Ireland really stamping themselves as a genuine World Cup performance in your eyes? Oh, undoubtedly. I don't think I don't think any of us can get away from that. They are. I I don't always pay attention to the world rankings, but I think Ireland's performances in in recent years uh, have them deservedly at number one at the moment. I think they. They were they were good without being great against the Springboks and they and they turned them over. They've obviously gone down to New Zealand in the you know the the, the summertime or the winter in New Zealand and gone down there and won a series for for the first time. They have players who are playing a structure that they believe in that suits their talent that they and they know how to win. So. Ireland are they're a top side for me as a Scot. You look at them in in our group together with the Springboks, and you're thinking, "Crikey, we we could be in for another short World Cup." But at the same time, uh, you know that 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 is the measure of where they are at the moment. What I'll say is, I'm hopeful that they're saving their best rugby for between World Cups, and uh, that that that's my Scottish head. But right now, my goodness, they're a they're a side uh, bang in form, and have players playing with confidence. So. Um, them and you know the 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 beauty of the game at the moment for me, Tony, is the fact that I think the top top five teams in the world, you just don't know who who could win in any of those head to heads. Top eight, top nine, I think could everybody could beat everybody if if someone has a particularly good day and and the other team has a bad day. So it, I think rugby is in a great spot when it comes to the dialogue and the conversation that you can you can put together when it comes to head-to-heads right across the board. I totally agree with you, Rory. You've got a, we've got a year out from the World Cup. How good is that going to be? But you've got a weekend of football coming up with the Barbarians up against the All Black 15 and, of course, the All Blacks playing Scotland. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Rory. Go well, son, and we'll talk to you again very shortly. Thank you for joining us. Great stuff. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. S-E-N-Z. Rory Lawson, on fire there, Kempi, man. The the international rugby scene at the moment is a curious picture. Australia pushing mm. France in the weekend, Ireland dominant. The All Blacks, well, can they string two games in a row? And Scotland, Kempi, did you get the impression that they're going to be up for it and they can really run them close? Mate, he's saying it's tangible, the atmosphere up there, and everyone's getting ready five years since they've been up to Murrayfield. Of course, you mentioned a couple of wonderful names here in the Hastings um, Farno and and just for me bringing back the memories. I know what it's like up there, mate. They are the noise is going to be phenomenal in that stadium, and if we think we're going to just walk in there and take it off them, mm, bit of brave heart possibly from 
this, the men in blue. <laughs> Bit of brave heart coming. Ooh, they'll be licking their lips, Louis. They'll be licking their lips at this opportunity. All that history, no wins. Imagine, imagine. I can't imagine it, and I'm hoping it doesn't eventuate, but they'll they'll sense a genuine opportunity here. You reckon a bit of Mel Gibson, Kempe? <laughs> well, this is the first thing that came in my mind when he said about Wednesday was Mel Gibson riding that horse up and down that line. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Seriously, Me I was just too. thinking, man. I've got so, you know, I, I'm really envious of watching the All Blacks play in those type of stadiums up, up with those crowds, you know. Going, you know, we get to do it against England, but we don't get to do it against Scotland and Ireland as well, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, so we reckon point, Scotland mate. will be playing with a little bit of freedom. Twenty-two past, we need to get you away before anyone else tries to <laughs> rock out any uh, accents. Um, Kempi's <laughs> off the back fence is an important one after this. Just double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kenatai phone line. Anyone wobbly about Scotland this weekend? Start your early messages coming through on the All Blacks. And if you've got a comment on the bar bars as well, we're here for that. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, Sir Graham Henry has had a distinguished coaching career and yesterday announced that this will be his last game coaching the Black Ferns when they take on England and he's off to retire in a stress-free island called Waiheke. And it got me thinking about how the New Zealand Rugby Union actually got this one right with the decision to bring back the men in black, Mrs. Smith and Henry. After a review of a dismal Northern Hemisphere campaign, New Zealand Rugby could have easily bought into someone new to coach the Black Ferns, but instead instilled the brains trust of a couple of the wisest gentlemen in the game who knew what it takes to get them back on track and into this year's Women's World Cup final. How good. For once, there was no panic stations, and a common-sense approach was deployed to engage the best in the game to put a derailed train back on the tracks. The oh-so-common approach of, no, we don't have anyone good enough, let's go overseas and bring someone in, usually an Aussie, has been made by many other sports in New Zealand to date. I honestly hope these national sporting officers have taken notice of these appointments next time they decide to go to market when looking to engage coaches to coach our New Zealand teams. I wish Sir Ted all the best for his retirement and I hope, I sincerely hope other sports have taken on board a blueprint of how to appoint the best people for the job and ultimately get our teams into World Cup finals and hopefully win. For all of their undoings this year, in this instance, the New Zealand Rugby Union can take a bow. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Love it, Kempy. Um, what, what this really emphasises is the need for a voice. A voice that is going to be heard and a voice that has been crying out for change for a very long time in our women's game. And when you have a voice, resources follow. And the resources that have been thrown at this Black Ferns outfit has been somewhat astounding, really. But it should have been there from the get-go. And we've seen a sudden change. Like You look at them from last year and, and what was involved and, and the hype and the following and the genuine resources that were thrown in compared to now. Like They have everything at their disposal 
and this is a start, and this is what Ted and Wayne Smith have been trying to do with Alan Bunting. You know how successful he has been in with the women's game in sevens. <clears throat> and now we've got Whitney Hansen in there. And these are the guys that have been there and have done it before. They know what it takes to have a winning environment. And they're evolving. And they're, and they're bringing uh, people up with them. So they'll be coaching Alan Bunting and giving him some, some tools to use going forward. And Whitney Hansen, she's in the perfect seat. Mm. She's got a front row seat to the best coach. Might got Mike Cron in there, one of the greatest to do it for the Ford Pack. So, this is what this is about. You get people in there with a voice and demand excellence, and they get the buy-in from the rugby union, and that's what Wayne Smith and them have done. They've got the voice in there, and now they're getting the results. And it's going to be a hell of a task this Saturday. But mate, I am right behind this team to get the job done, taking on uh, England uh, this weekend. So, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, to Ted, mate, he deserves his time. He's been a coach for 50-odd years. Go and relax with Raywin on Waikiki Island, mate. I, I beg you. I beg you, please. Go and enjoy it because you're not getting any younger, Sir Ted. All right, mate? And we, know what the, and, then... and we know what the theme is, is he? Just copy that. <laughs> copy that. <laughs> Very good, Kimby. That's something you're passionate about. You're making a lot of sense, mate. That IP is priceless. We are 29 away from 8 o'clock. We've got Mitch McLennigan talking cricket before the end of the hour. And some messages here on the cricket, the black caps, that will be important to get to after the news of Aroha for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SENZ, 26 away from 8 o'clock. Plenty coming up before the end of the show, including Pip Morris talking the Greyhound New Zealand Cup tonight at Addington. Yep, Pip is in for Pauline Mwadi. She's got a couple of tips for us later on as well. We'll also talk the Grand Tour Racing Festival. Izzy and Kempe are going to be on track at Rickerton on Saturday, so we'll quiz them about what their day will look like. But right now, let's get some brief headlines. Please Thanks don't. to Gull. <laughs> Fueling your mission all year round. Come on, mate. You're a man of the people. <laughs> Pop into your local for some good value fuel. <laughs> Visit gull.nz. And yeah, the, the Black Caps have... Well, they've bombed out of the World Cup in pretty disappointing fashion, judging by the text machine. A lot of people are upset just with the lack of intent. Maybe it was the lack of game planning because Pakistan were comprehensive in their victory. Uh, tonight it is Virat Kohli taking on England and Ben Stokes in Adelaide. You'll hear that game live on SENZ. So good to be able to bring you the Cricket World Cup coverage. The All Blacks squad for Scotland should be named tonight. It'll be a similar sort of time. It'll be about midnight or just after. So we'll have that news to be able to bring to you tomorrow. And we are waiting for the Black Ferns side to be named. Will they make changes? Will they stick with the crew that got the job done against uh, France in the semi-finals? Any prediction there, is he? Yeah, well, they've got to make a certain change with... Um uh, McAlley too being injured with her thumb so I think Kennedy Symes will come in and uh, Charmaine McMenamin will go on the bench but that's the only genuine change they're going to make for sure I think they'll keep the starting team in occasion but Aisha Letinga, Letinga was outstanding when she came off of the bench 
So if she's included, I wouldn't mind seeing her start on the wing, but who do you drop? You can't drop Ruby, and Porsche's the only other option, and we know how devastating she is. So, no, nah, they'll, they'll keep it the same. Keep it the same. Yeah. And, and I think for continuity purposes, Kempe, that would make sense. Yeah, I think so. You know, go. they know what they need to do. And unfortunately, um, like as he said, that changes. You know, it's, it's had to happen. Yeah, they can't they can't help that. So, um, mate, this is what you play for. You get you you play all those other rounds to get to this occasion, and they know they know what they need to do to get the job done. Right, I reckon we need to get to a couple of these text messages on the black caps because people are passionate about it this morning. Before we get to Mitch McLennigan on the other side, morning boys, you can't win a T Twenty in the first over, but you can lose it. Finella needs to <laughs> needs a slap. Around the listeners, he smacks for four, so lift the jandal off the throttle. ABs if Geordie is at 12. That's Straddy. Yep, well, they had a plan to Finn Allen, Straddy, and they made it work, Pakistan. They executed that plan. Pakistan for the Black Caps, what the French are for the All Blacks of World Cup. They spook us. Why, why, why? It's bitterly disappointing. Makes my hangover at Mahi so much harder to deal with. Ian. Oh, the pain, brother. We feel you. Um, John says, morning, fellas. How awful was that cricket team of ours? Worse than watching paint dry. So frustrating to watch them block ball after ball. You do have to give the Pakistanis credit. They bowled well, but we lack innovation and aggression. If I had here, I would have pulled it all out last <laughs> night. So the league and rugby teams this weekend hopefully can fly the Kiwi flag high. Have a great day at the races on Saturday, boys. Might see you there, John. And so many people will feel like that, Izzy and Kempe. It was frustrating. Yeah. It was disappointing. Mm. And there's just a lack of what could have been, Izzy, or there's a feel of what could have been. Well, you just got to adapt. You got to adapt on the fly, and that's what they're lacking at the moment. Like foreseeing or having a, when things don't go your way, and you you see the plan. That's what the great teams do. They can adapt on the fly. And at the moment, there's a, a lack of that. And you know, when you only fall down, when you go through an innings and you fall down, you've still got options, and you've still still got wickets in hand to go swing for the rafters. But hey, on the other side. Pakistan, they bowled extremely well and they put them under a whole lot of pressure. So on that, Mitchell McLennigan will come on and had his little input as well. Yeah, let's go to the metaverse after this because he stayed up late watching it. The man doesn't sleep and he'll have some takes on how Pakistan dismantled the Black Caps after this. The Black Caps will have to wait for another chance at World Cup glory after they were dispatched from the T20 World Cup by Pakistan. It's a disappointing end to what was an uneven tournament for the team as their struggles with the bat continued last night. To reflect on all the highs and lows from New Zealand's run at glory is friend of the show, Metaverse Mitch. Morning, brother. How's it going, fellas? You well? We're going good, mate. Just quickly, metaverse. It's a bit, a bit wobbly at the moment. You going all right? <laughs> well, I haven't been there for a while there, is he? Uh, waiting for your leave. <laughs> oh, I think everyone's waiting, mate. Oh, know what's going on there, mate. Quickly, quickly. Oh, we've got to get into it. What is the feeling? As a former Black Cat this morning, is there a sense of frustration for yourself? I know many of our pundits out there listening are frustrated. Uh, yeah, look, I went through all the emotions last night, um, um, a few text conversations back and forth with a couple of people, uh, just got more frustrated as it went on, to be honest. Um, I, I, I feel, and I've said it on, on this NZ before, I just feel like we lack winners, um, mm. you know, this whole, 
you know, we're, we're, we're too nice. And, and even on Twitter last night, people hitting me up and smashing me. <laughs> and uh, uh, Varud Parker, some little fella from, from Pakistan's gone, you guys keep smiling, winning trophies isn't your thing. And I thought that pretty much summed it up. Hey, Mitch, I just got to ask you a question because, you know, like you and Dills when you wanted to play that golf game against me and Izzy, were they out strategizing and out-executed or both? Um, I think first and foremost, I think hunger. I think when Pakistan get into those crunch games, they they want to win. And you could see it from the outset, the way they threw their body around around in the field. That's un-Pakistan-like uh, from what we've seen in the tournament so far. I think their bowling unit's been... Absolutely outstanding, and 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 to, to the credit, I know we struggled through to, to 153, but um, that's the highest total that Pakistan's had scored against them in this tournament. So it just shows how well their bowlers are going, and, and we just got that night. I, I feel uh, it takes like a, a leader to to get a group like Pakistan together, and I think Matthew Hayden, um, just the belief he instilled in them before the game, I thought they were actually the way he spoke about them waking up and and, and the storm. The storm coming in, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that inspires those kind of blokes. And and I thought that was that went a long way to winning the game. And, and experience wins wins tournaments. And and all I could think of um, was Stephen Fleming. The way he's played is I watched him play his tournaments and IPL teams win. They start off with the young fellas, and as the tournament goes on, they start to filter in their experienced guys. You know how to win games. And, and I, I kind of feel that. Someone like a Guptill would have would have been beneficial. I know that's in hindsight, um, but mm. I, I don't know what goes on in those change, in batting meetings. Everyone says bowlers are dumb, but there was only one ball that Shaheen Afridi was going to try and bowl to Finn Allen. Uh, he almost missed it three times. What about the strategy uh, leading into this game and obviously the ability to adapt um, at the top of the order? You know, you had an opportunity to bring someone in, in the power play and niche him, but you stick true to, to Kane Williamson. And we know how important he is to New Zealand cricket, but you need to score runs and you need to put pressure. Do you, are you expecting a bit more of an aggressive nature in the strategy that they took into this game? Um, I, I, there's definitely been a lot of chat around... Um, if Finn Allen goes, um, who do you, who do you bring up? And and I, I think niche niche is too important down the bottom of the order um, to yep. finish off the game in terms of the way they they stack up. They don't have that other finisher. They had a second finisher at the bottom. Then um, you could take a punt and bring a niche up. But um, when Finn Allen's gone out in this tournament, I think most punters would have loved to have seen, and most cricket fans would have loved to have seen Glenn Phillips go straight in um, if Finn Allen went out. Um, and then if Conway went out, then Kane Williamson went out, and and that's a that's a tactical decision that they didn't make this whole tournament, and it's something they definitely could have played with, and obviously could have kept that strike rate going in, in those kind of situations. Hey, Mitch, looking forward, would you expect Gary Stead to um, be coached post the fifty over World Cup next year, or would you expect Kane Williamson to continue captaining in each format? Um, well, I think. Um, I guess it's going to depend what people like Southie want to do, I guess. So he's, he's the only one who's mm. in that. You look at that team last night, he's the only one there who can captain that T20 team. Um, so if, if he wants to continue playing T20 cricket, then I think I don't think Kane will captain T20s again. Um, Gary Stead, um, look, I have, have my personal views on it. I, I just think, I think the way he's gutted out... Um, I guess the way to put it is, I've always gutted out 
different types of individuals um, and guys who can win games and, and try to get them all to fit into one big hole. Um, that's what I see from the outside. Uh, I feel like you've got to you've got to find a way of managing winners, um, and sometimes they can be a little bit different in a team environment. You've got to understand how many you can handle in in that kind of environment to, to win your finals. So, uh, I just feel like we the last finals I've seen. Um, it feels like we've we've gone out into the final and, and we'll see me final and just hope that we were going to win rather than demand that we were going to win the game. As a fellow bowler, a fast bowler, as a bowling unit, the Black Caps, do you feel like there was room for improvement there? And I felt like we talk about it all the time, bowling and partnerships. Trent Bolt was always there or thereabouts, and, and he's always we know how important he is to that Black Cap side. But do you feel like he had anyone backing him up? Uh, I, I actually thought our bowlers were pretty good this tournament, if I'm going to be completely fair. I actually thought they were, they were pretty handy. Um, Lockie took his time to get into it after, obviously, the injury layoff before the tournament. Um, but I don't think he, I don't think there's anyone who really could have come in and, and, and made a difference. I, I think that people were wondering whether Bracewell was going to play, but um, I thought uh, I thought Mitchell Satner was outstanding. Uh, we saw it again last night. He was class. He showed he bowled really well last night as well. Um, no, I think that was our best bowling bowling attack. And at the end of the day, you touched on it at the top of the program. You know, one fifty three against the batting lineup uh, of Pakistan is just not going to be enough. Yeah, beautiful, mate. We're all buddy. Um, well, you just quickly, quickly. We, do you think this is a, a fair summation, a fair result for the Black Caps leading into this? There's a lot of apprehension. You've, I predicted at the top of this tournament. They'll probably make top four. I didn't think they were going to go on and win it. What was your you pretty pretty uh, calm with the where they've ended up? Ah, no, I actually I actually think this is the the worst standard um, on the whole form wise by all the teams around the world. I actually I actually felt like this is the tournament that we should have won and should have won easy. Um, I actually honestly believe that we were favourites after that first game against Australia. We should have been favourites to win this tournament just the way the, the other teams around the world were playing form-wise. England, uh, England's only just hit their straps that last game. Uh, Mark Wood out's a big loss for them. Um, but they're the only team that's really starting to look like they might. Obviously, Pakistan last night, but they're the only ones who look like they might be hitting their straps. It, it was a wide-open one, mate, and it, it was one that um, that I personally believe we should have won. And you know, it's, uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong, um, but it could be a dark... You know, five to ten years for New Zealand cricket. Oh man, it's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. Something that we're not accustomed to as of late. Anyway, India Pakistan final. How freaking crazy would that be at MCG? <laughs> mate, I think that's what the whole world's waiting for, mate. I think uh, <laughs> you know, in ICC, they're just hoping for it, mate. There's going to be some uh, some serious sponsorship money thrown out if that's the case. Uh, it'll be a big win for the coffers, but. Well, you saw you saw the pool game. How awesome that was! Um, was yeah. Even the Indian Zimbabwe game. How nuts it was! So, packed MCG, uh, India Pakistan, far out, mate. It's going to be absolutely insane. Beautiful, beautiful. Nice, Mitch. That's an awesome way to do, uh, fill in the gap for us and let us know why the Black Caps didn't fill in that hole last night and we all thought they'd go to the final. We've got a couple more coming up. I hope you're supporting them too, the Kiwis on Saturday morning and, of course, the women when they go out against the English Roses this Saturday night to win that final 
out here at Eden Park. How good. Thanks, Mitch McLennan, joining us this morning on Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. Beautiful. Back soon. Mitch McLennigan was just in some superb form dissecting the Black Caps campaign, and here's a text that's come through on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. We dropped the highest T20 run scorer in New Zealand history for a guy who scored under 20 in 12 out of 18 innings. His early wicket last night put us on the back foot immediately. That is Liam talking about Martin Guttel versus Finn Allen. It's something we have discussed Baz yesterday was big on Finn Allen because he said he's a game changer and he's going to lose you some games as well. Well, he didn't come off and Mitch McLennigan just said he just missed the same ball that was always going to be coming at him three times in a row. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Do you regret in hindsight not having Martin Guptill at the top of the order or are we happy to live and die by Finn Allen in this World Cup? Look, he's only going to be a better for the experience as he is a young guy and it's not his fault None of this, but would Guppy have been a difference maker? Beautiful. Let us know. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Heather Skipworth, I'm Maori organizer, more than an athlete. Coming up, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse November catalogue and find Aramis 110 mil for just fifty four ninety nine. Save twenty percent. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe, breakfast, SCNZ, Thursday, 10th of November. Everyone's up and about reacting to that performance, and they're all shocked, and they're tired. If you like Scotty, he is tired. She's going to be a long day today after that performance from the Black Caps. Stayed up, got a few hours sleep, mahi all day, then on the road to Auckland from Palmy North to watch the mighty Black Ferns get up. Cheers for keeping me awake today, fellas. That is from Scotty. <laughs> Get up, the Blackfirds. Good to see you venturing north to support our Wahine Toa as they go on their journey. Hopefully they can lift that trophy Saturday night. How good would that be? Oof. It's been a long tournament, but they're at the big, they got an opportunity for the big time. How good is that? Uh, keep those messages coming through. Another one here from Peter MC. ABs by over 30. He's thinking the ABs are going to destroy Scotland. Oof. I'd love to see that, Peter. I'd love to see that. You're staying passionate and as loyal as anything. Big hour coming up. We've got Kane Jones at the end of this hour. He's on Bloodstock to round out the show. But right now, it's time for this. Caring for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park. Working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe.
Yes, Sign Māori is an event that has run since 2009 from the humble beginnings with up to 300 participants to now holding events across Aotearoa with up to 6,000 of our whanau attending. Iron Māori was set up to tackle growing issues of ill health amongst our Māori population and is an event open to all whanau. Not only do the event run... Um, do, the, do they run events? They also provide various training and health initiatives in our communities. Heather Teok Skipworth is the founder and CEO of Iron Māori, and she joins us this morning. Ata Māori e, e hene, kei te pēhea koe e te rangi nei. Oh, morena, uh, kei te pai a hau, kei te ahua ngenge, so a little oh. bit tired, but... <laughs> Ai, mea hoki, mea hoki. <laughs> Uh, how good is it, Heather? Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. But how good is it to have everyone back on course for this event post-COVID? Oh, it's magic. You know, at, at times we, we wondered if we were actually going to survive. Um, so it's good to know that we're still, you know, Katie Order still alive. Oh, beautiful. Um, Heather, Izzy here. My mum was a participant in the uh, the great event. She tried her hardest to get me there and uh, join her in the partnership, but I was always bloody away on mahi. But um, I love the kaupapa that you, you're doing and the, the lives that you're changing. Can you just give us a little quick rundown on how this came about and the changes that you're kind of making in people's lives? Well, it, I used to be a lifestyle coach, Izzy, and... Um Mihi Tia and condolence to you on, on the passing of your mum last year. Um, we, um, yeah, so I was running a lifestyle program um, for overweight and fuller figured, I like to call them because it sounds sexier. Mm. Uh, whanau, <laughs> yeah. who their lifestyle, but um, the, the program that we ran was for the local DHB and it was all about um, size, you know, like you had to lose weight, you had to. Um, put a measuring tape around you, which is all very convicting and kind of um, yeah, makes you feel a bit ashamed that something's wrong with you. So I thought, you know, the, the biggest weight that our people carry is actually in their mind and then it spirals down into their body. So um, it was tackling that part. So, yeah, why not put them in a triathlon, put my clients in a triathlon? <laughs> I did one and then thought I'll go from zero to hero, head to New Zealand Ironman. And... Um, and when I crossed that finish line, it was that sense of achievement. I thought, wow, if I could put instill that in our whanau, because uh, it's not about a swim, a bike or a run. It's about that sense of achievement. Then they can go off and achieve the world. Heather, you've seen it just absolutely explode across the mutu from the far north down to the deep south. They've got people everywhere talking about iron Māori. How good is it to actually see um, the benefits, people reaping the rewards of uh, this kaupapa? It's overwhelming, um, Kempe. It's sort of like um, a bit of disbelief. You know, it's a bit like the the, the cliche um, mantra of believe to achieve. If I'd said to you today <clears throat> that, oh, I mean, back in 2009, I'm going to have 3,000 people do this, people from all over the country. You'd be going, well, no, because we're all rugby league players, you know, and we're, <laughs> we're touch and we're softballers and we're netballers. We're not triathletes. So, um, yeah, it is a bit overwhelming. I try to stay grounded. I mean, I get phenomenal amounts of um, commendations and compliments, but I try not to take them on board because often you can get swept off your feet by ego and then you stand in the clouds and you forget about the whanau. Can you tell us about the support and the backing that you're receiving, Heather? Is it where you would love it to be? Are you getting genuine support from the community and, and 
maybe even potentially the government, are they really buying into what you're doing with the Iron Māori? The community, you know, that even the local providers here are always there to totoko us, our local iwi. The government, not so much, you know, we're kind of, um, I kind of feel like we're just that group, you know, and, and, I, and I know we don't get as much, um, at the moment we're sponsored by ACC, which is a government organisation, but that's pretty much it in terms of government itself. Yeah, and there should be a lot, I'll tell you right now, there should be a lot more support around health and wellbeing. I'm pretty sure eventually they'll recognise the, the changes that you're making to people's lives. Heather, just a little bit around the volunteers and, and how they actually grow as a whanau in their communities to get other whanau active. You must have so many volunteers now wearing around that iron Māori um, symbol and, and advocating your kaupapa. Yeah, I think each, our biggest, big like in the weekend we had probably about 400 um volunteers that and they just love it our whanau that are participating say we have the best volunteers out of all the events the sad part of it is that once they come they watch it they get inspired and then i'm back to square one (laughs) (laughs) oh what about this you spoke about the sense of achievement heather when you cross that that finish line and and the kind of appreciation you get, the satisfaction. What what does the sense of achievement look for you, look like to you as the organizer? You know, you would have some fantastic stories that you'd be able to share. Yeah, I think for me, the the biggest sense is when people quietly come up to me and tell me that I've changed their lives or I've actually saved their lives. That they were um, had addictions or mental health issues or. Um, diabetes and because of iron moldy they've turned turned their lives around and these are people i don't know so you know it, it um that's the sense of achievement for me is that's what it was that's what it was started for for the whanau not about an event as i say not about swimming cycling or running not even about making money although one day that would be lovely but yeah. um <laughs> it, it is about ensuring that our whanau live longer but not just longer in and um in pain or and ill health that they live longer and they're living a longer quality of life. I I agree totally um, with that, Kaupapa. Hey, Heather, you, you know, now that you've seen it growing, this is the, the big part, you know, you thought, oh, well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lifestyle coach and I'll just, I'll have a crack at this. And all of a sudden it's exploded. It's absolutely exploded. It's across the mutu and you now know potentially where it could go. What does that horizon look like? What's the what's the ultimate now that this kaupapa is out there for Māori that you would like to see happen? Well, I'm about to step down, always involved, heavily involved, but I'm about to be succeeded by my current event director. She's only 26, been in the role with me for three years. So she'll move into the CEO role because exactly what you said, I've taken it here and I, and I don't know I have anything else to give it. So succession is, is key. And bringing in someone younger with a lot more energy, maybe a different vibe of, of people, um, that's one thing. Number two is I'd like to take it around the world, share it with our Indigenous brothers and sisters. How cool. And number three, the movement that I've created with Iron Māori, I want to take that into politics. You know, it proves Ooh. that we can work together. It proves that we can, um, that what's good for Māori is good for all because mm. that's where, um, you know, that. that we have a lot of non-Māori coming and they love it. Mm. And I'm pretty sure if they could, 
they'd change their whakapapa or their DNA to be Māori. <laughs> <laughs> is that, a, is that our, our brother from uh, Huntley, Brett? We know how uh, he loves yeah, running, yeah. and he's been look he's been looking forward to this interview. Is the is the Iron Māori going to get to a situation where you're going to have fully fledged professional triathletes turning up to the event? Are we always see, are we already seeing that? Probably about five percent of the field is he. Like um, we mm. don't cater to the elite, but what we do know is we yeah. create them as well. So, um, but we are for the grassroots and we did have a few yeah. fast and furious in the weekend, but we very <laughs> really saw them because they were done by the time everybody else came <laughs> Hey Heather, just to, just to, uh, before we let you go, how many have you done yourself? Iron Māori? Iron Māori. Oh, I've done one, but I've done eight New Zealand Ironmans. <laughs> oh, of course, of <laughs> course. Hey, um, Heather, look, tēnei te mihi ki ākwe mō tō mahi uh, rangatira uh, ki ākwe. Um, oh, te, e, e, here, here ana tō mahi. Um, it is so important mō um, oh, koutou whānau, mō for all of our family to, to get him on board with us. Um, thank you very much for joining us this morning on Izzy and Keep You For Breakfast, Heather. Uh, keep up the good work. It's so awesome. awesome. Thank Zoe, you, Heather. There we go, Heather Tell Skipworth, who started Iron Māori back in 2009, fellas, and it has taken off. If you don't know about Iron Māori, you have your head buried in the sand. It is massive around the motu. I'm very appreciative of what they've done. Um, my mum loved it, absolutely loved it. Every time my mum, my aunties, and, and they did it for health reasons, you know, just carrying a, a wee bit of extra um, extra weight and I just saw the benefits it did for my mum and, you know, how much weight she lost and she got herself in there. Really, she was real fit, man. She's got the fastest road bike. She actually gave it to me. It's still at home. Sorry, mum, I've got to get it. So I've got to get it shipped to, to Christchurch. But, um, mate, the effort that she put on, she'd just leave me for dust. She'd bike all around Paraiti and there in Hawke's Bay. And I just, yeah, I really love what the co-papa there they're doing because it changes lives. And I saw it firsthand with, with uh, our mum. And how much it uh, benefits, benefit, uh, benefit her. So, yeah, well done, Heather. Thanks for all your mahi and, and what you do there, changing people's lives. What about the just the could not be more true statement and very poignant that the biggest weight that these people were carrying is in their well, the biggest weight that a lot of people and pretty much everyone carries is in their mind often. And mm. by not trying to put a measuring tape around someone and just saying, well, no, you can participate at this level, any level you want, let's just get moving. It's kind of what Dave Latelli was doing as well, and I think that's really special, Kempi, because it's so true. The biggest weight is always up top first, isn't it? Uh, it, it is, and, and, you know, judgment is really hard to let go of, you know. Like, people look at someone and make a judgment really quickly, um, I know I know of a lot of whānau that struggle with their mental health and their and their physical well-being. And if you really sat down and spoke to them, you would see that their heart is massive. You know what I mean? The person inside that is struggling with all that is actually not the person that you have judged. So, um, what Heather's been able to do is actually break that down. Beautiful stuff. Great, great effort, boys. That's awesome. More than an athlete delivering yet again. Uh, if you want to go and catch up with previous episodes, including the Brown Butterbean, Dave Vitale, just head to Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast, our podcast channels, and just search in uh, More Than an Athlete, or you can just Google it. Easy as that. 
SENZ app's got it all. And speaking of SENZ, Mudgy, you're wondering about whether, whether the Quaddy Crush has closed it because you can't find it. No, man, we want as many people. We want you, Mudgy. All you got to do is go to SENZ, Google SENZ, and there's a big tab up the top that says win. Click on win. So you go to the SENZ website, just chuck it in Google, click on win, and then it's a big purple and green sign that says the Quaddy Crush, SNZ TAB. We want to get you involved. Um, we want to get you involved here for this because it's going to be a big summer of trying to jag some quaddies. So just head to the SENZ website, go to the win tab, and then click on the Quaddy Crush, put in your details. We'd love to have you involved. Mudgy. And we'd love to have Pip involved with the show after this for our Greyhound charity run and to try find some winners at their night of nights, the Greyhound New Zealand Cup tonight. Can't wait for that one. It is 19 minutes past 8 o'clock. Here with Kim's Warehouse, great savings every day. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand Charity Run. Oh, yes. 24 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning on Thursday. But it's not just any other Thursday. It's a special Thursday. It's Pitt Morris's favourite Thursday of the year. This is brilliant because our... GRNZ.co.nz charity run tipster Pip is doubling as our TAB cross today. And Pip, you love today, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely, I do, Louis. Good morning, team. And it is certainly my favourite day of the year. I'm just on my way to the airport and can't wait to get down there. Oh, brilliant. So you're going to be on track. Are you doing trackside coverage? I sure am. Yep, hopefully finding a winner or 12, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> tip, the, tip, tip the card. Go on, then. Go on. Go Go on, on then. Hey, let's, let's start with let's start with our Just um, one our, do. our tip for our ch- charity run. And because I'm under the impression that we're not going to have to wait long. No, I'm hoping not. Race number one, Craig Roberts. I'm sipping on Terio. He's in for three dollars now. I'm making him my next best of the night. Actually, I just think he's drawn up beautifully. Ran a nice third in the semi-final for the cup. Just missed out on making the final. He's got a dog underneath him that'll move out on the track too, Louis. And that just should give him the room. He's a stayer. I think he'll pick them up late in the piece. Oh, how good. So this is one of those quirks with Greyhounds, Izzy, that if you if you get something that's drawn next to you that can run a little bit of cover, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what you want. Oh, the, great, the great race of Greyhounds. How good. You know about one second how your money's going to go. I can't wait. But surely there's something called Opala that's going to go good. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think following the Impala's all day. I think Jay's obviously got a huge chance in the cup. The Impala's superstar. Look, his second favourite now, Federal Infrared, taking the most money on the bets and the most stakes on her. She's now 2.2. She's my selection for the cup to take it out. But Impala's superstar is the main danger. If you like him, he's $2.50. And also, guys, we've got a $20,000 guaranteed terminating pick six on races 5 to 10. So the CAB changing that up again on all the main races and $5,000 guaranteed first balls on every race. Of course, CGP are getting involved too, and I can tell you they've had a couple of big bets. They have put 5000 on Nighthawk Jets in the first at 750 another five k uh, on Sadiqi Bale in the last in race 12, and a big multi, $10,000, all top four, Nighthawk Jet in race one, Humbling race four, Grandview Ace race five, Centurion race 10, and Sadiqi Bale returns 151000 $620, and we saw them get a clean-up yesterday. So, good luck. Oh, oh. That, Pip, Pip, how's, a, how's the TAB feeling? <laughs> How are they feeling about all the situation <laughs> they've got themselves into? 
Oh, they What's feel the mood crook, like? I think. Would that be um? Would that greyhound collect if they get that five leg top four multi up or six league top four multi up four? Was it one hundred and ten odd? Would that be the biggest collect single collect in a greyhound race in New Zealand? Oh, maybe, Louie. There's some big punters in, in NZ, I think. But on a dog race, yeah, you, you might be close to that one, I think. It because might be taking that, turnover. <laughs> well, seriously, because no one would ever be allowed to win that much, but unless they, it was a total fluke. But they've taken Boys Get Paid on TAB, which is, you've got to give them credit for it, because like they've come to the party and said, nah, let's take these bets. Like, they, they, he's a doozy bet. That's cost them. I think they might, wait, Paul's not here, but I heard that they might have nearly lost 500 grand, half a million on that race. We with yeah, so we other people. We down by the end of the day. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you had a good day on Tuesday. Hey. Exactly, and it's getting eyes on racing. You know, they're bringing more people in, and that's the key thing at the end of the day. That's what we want. We want more people involved in racing, more people getting involved. And I, I just love that they've included the Greyhounds too and get some more eyes on the cup because it is a really good race night. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there, Pip, so I'll come say g'day to you. We might even be able to get you on a little video for SENZ because you are a crowd favourite with our lot as well. Just very quickly before I let you go, if you're going to run the no keeper from gate two through your multis in the Stayers Cup, is that a bad idea or a good oh. idea? Oh, absolutely good idea. Dollar thirty, I think, take it. I mean, he broke the track record in the semi-final. I just think he's he's just the best greyhound as far as staying goes in the country, Louis. The other two dogs in that race that are the main danger. Centurion for Gina Dave. Look, good chance for the baby, but I just can't go past keeper. I'll take the 1.3 and, and go away laughing. And there should be some power plays available too, so check those out. Early crow markets as well. He could be one to look at as far as, far as the power plays and the dog to include the run top four. Amazing. Pip. Big fan of your work. Thank you so much. TAB.co.nz. R18. Cheers, gamble Pip. responsibly. Um, boys, Greyhounds tonight. <laughs> Good. Mate, and the BGP <laughs> boys have gone large. They're trying to get that million-dollar oh. payout. That's what they're after. It's, um, Man, that's... I saw phenomenal. Luke yesterday, and he goes, is he... Yeah, well, we've got a couple of... Um, Pretty smart judges doing the dogs for us this year. I reckon they're going to have a six-leg all-top four multi. We're going to try to take 100 rack off them. I was like, <laughs> you all right? Like, <laughs> it's like, mate, it's nothing to do with me. They're just, we've, I've outsourced it. They reckon that the six-leg top four multi is the way to go. <laughs> it's just How hectic. good is this? How good is this for racing? And, and just even all the pundits out there, like, that would have been one of the most watched races in NZ yesterday, knowing how much they had on it. No one would even had a bet on it, but they would have just wanted to see them get up. Mate, it's good. It's good for the sport. I love it. It is, and it's always been the way. And, and look, it hasn't. Oh, I tell you what, hasn't always been the way with um, the. I guess the governing bodies around racing always agreeing or wanting to embrace boys get paid. But the new regime, we keep talking about it. They're coming to the party. Well, they're coming to the party with this really important group, a young voice in racing, and it is so crucial. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because um, look, I've been involved from time to time, and. I just think it's so important. You've got to give the youth and the next generation the voice. And Kempi, it's something you're passionate about, is it? It's something you're passionate, passionate about as well. So fair play to everyone involved. Good luck if you're having a bet tonight at the Greyhounds. And Brett, this is one for you boys. My chest is the size of Kempi's with absolute pride hearing our co-papa talked about on our platform. And it is our platform, Brett. It's your platform as well, SCNZ. I'm so proud to rep Iron Mouldy. Thank you, brothers. Nā mihi.
Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, Brett. Oh, and uh, thanks thanks for throwing that one our way with Heather Teo, uh, Skip with coming on and talking. I'm so proud too that uh, we got a chance to chat about that. Hey, uh, hey, Louis, just before we crack on, I yep. reckon what every race school should do is have a BGP area and put up a marquee and let them run it. Oh, you go talk. You go talk to the CEO, um, mate. Imagine that. Imagine that. Oh, mate, they would, would pack. So they good. would start to make. We would start making courses look like Sydney. You go. You go talk to the boss, and we'll see. What, <laughs> we'll see what happens Car on pie, the other Richard. side. Car pie. Can't, can't wait to get you down here, Kempi. Tonight you have to put the big the the greyhounds on the big screen at Daggy's place in the pool house and uh, nestle in. Right after this, we're going to talk some harness racing. We've got Kane Jones, massive into the show coming up. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, 26 away from 9 o'clock. Welcome back into the show. It's a thirsty Thursday here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We've got plenty to get through before we head off and leave you with Rick Dog. Smithy will be back soon, though. He'll be back in the hot seat, so looking forward to having the doyen back. Mark says, don't forget the Ashburton harness today on double eight double three. Well, we can't. We won't forget him because Kempi, Izzy, uh, Joe from Gizzy has a horse going around, doesn't he? As Gronkowski, race nine. I've already had a look, $7.50 on the fix. So second in its last start, had a wee spell, and it's coming out fresh. Watch this space, Joey from Gizzy. There you go, Mark. We're not forgetting about the Harnies today. Uh, Tim says, Kempi, I don't think the TAB would be too worried about losing 500k yesterday. They've probably taken that much off me, that much of me over the years. Uh, I was thinking the same, you know, if they're... If they're giving it out that much, I wonder how much they're actually bringing in. You know, so mate, I agree with you, Louis. I think it's great, fantastic what Izzy said for the for the game. And uh, man, everyone's excited about the BGPs again. You know, they've got some bets. Well, they got some bets on, and everyone's following. And it's hey, not hey, even. Hey, we got our own BGP here. We got our own BGP here. We got the good oil, and they're going to get a wee return for you pundits out there, Louis. So. You'll be doing your homework, eh, mate? You have a good lead into this weekend. 100%, 100%. Good oil. Look, we're on track. Uh, well, actually, to be fair, if I'm allowed to, I actually tipped pretty well yesterday. Sky on fire, bang, Betty Spaghetti, bang. And then uh, Goldie's chance just got done by a nose. So two firsts and a second out of the best bet. So we were actually pretty – we're going all right. And on – Saturday, Matt Markham, Mark Clayton, myself, there'll be so many people. We were set up at Rickerton. I'd love to have you come by. You won't miss us because you're going to walk through the main entrance at the gates at Rickerton on a Saturday. You'll see a big SCNZ tent. The amount of people yesterday at the track that were coming over to say g'day, it was so cool. Like, I know you guys have experienced it, but the amount of people that say, um, you know, I, I tuned it to SCNZ a wee while ago, and now it just doesn't leave the dial. I love the sport. I love the racing. It, it was really infectious. You guys will 100% experience it again on uh, Saturday. And, and so if you do come past, we want you to come and say g'day because it's a huge day. It's New Zealand Cup Day. And I'll if give you, you my tea, tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> right and make sure, make sure it's up top. Leave my knees alone. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. If you want to take them on, you have to take them on the real way. At the shoulders. Um, boys, you know my top pick in the New Zealand Cup on Saturday, because I've told you about a week ago. It might have even been longer ago. Starry Bill. Well, it's four dollars fifty into four dollars and a dollar seventy five. So some of that place money we got a wee while ago is looking pretty decent because Miss Stephen Marsh has had this horse set for this race for so long now. Uh, he was second in the Wellington Cup. He's drawn a really nice gate. He's got Michael McNabb on, who's just in the zone at the moment. So on a good track, as long as this rain doesn't come, is he? It's just a little bit overcast tonight, but today, but it'll probably blow over or burn off. Um, I think Starry Bill's a huge chance. You're getting $4, $1.75. The $1.75 is a good bet. The $4 is probably a good bet as well. Uh, in the 1,000 guineas... Love racing.nz if you want to go and do all your form. Well, the Barnswood Farms, 50th NZ, 1,000 guineas. Legato will win for fun. Legato will be doing handstands on the line. He'll be this running filly, backwards. Yeah, she could, probably. Romancing the Moon's the deserved second favourite because she ran behind Legato and ran a big race behind Legato as well uh, at Tarapa. But she just, like, she's barrier four. She'll probably just sit outside them a one pair back. There won't be a lot of pace in the race. Ryan Elliott will just pop her off maybe at the 400 and just whooshka. Watch her go. So that's the two feature races on Saturday. We'll do much. We'll do, we'll do a lot of form and try to find some winners. Please, the mail run Saturday morning is where, if you want to have a bet, you've got to come to the mail run on Saturday morning um, because that's exactly where you get all the, the good mail and the late mail for the races um, on Saturday. So that's kind of what we've got. And just to, to the other the other thing I need to mention, lads, so you're going to be there. Are you a chance to go and see the Grand Tour crew, Izzy? Eat, drink, get yep. racy, round up your crew and book an hour at thegrandtour.nz? <laughs> of course I am. Of course course I am. Daisy's actually, Daisy's working for them. So Daisy's um, doing some work for the Grand Tour. She's going to be there or thereabouts on the party dance floor. So no doubt she'll rope me into going over there and uh, I'll bring my sidekick with me and we'll he can lead lead us through the <laughs> crowd security. and bulldoze you out Excuse of the way. Excuse <laughs> Just me. use those big shoulders of his. Gonna go, uh, Louis, it's going to be an awesome day. It's going to be an awesome day. And the Grand Tour, they do a great job in enticing younger generation to come to the races and enjoy it and, and have a good old time. So... Yeah, I'll 100% be in the Grand Tour. And I don't know what car park we're in, Richard Ryan, but uh, last time I was here, I was in the back car park. Let's hope I'm, I'm, I'm trackside so I can get an actual view Just of the race. Just look races. out for last the big blue bus. <laughs> Watch out. We're coming in cold. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, very good. Okay, that's the Grand Tour. You, oh, I saw all the signage yesterday. You can't admit it, f- miss it. Fun colours, good music. Uh, the Grand Tour Racing Festival, the SENZ Grand Tour Racing Festival, actually, is coming to you, and so is Izzy and Kempi. Hi, Louie. Any chance of giving the Canterbury AFL Grand Final tomorrow a shout-out? Blueies, my former team versus the Cougars. QE2 Park, 1.30pm start, streaming live on the Caffle Facebook page. Yes, Adam, there you go. And if you're not at the races, go out to QE2 and support the crew playing a bit of footy out there. We've got some texts to come. We've also got Kane Jones at New Zealand Bloodstock. Don't go anywhere. It's SCNZ. Right, here we are. Back SCNZ. We're talking a little bit of racing. We're talking where winning begins. And that is naturally New Zealand Bloodstock is your source for success. We know this by now because we catch up with the good folk there relatively often, including Kane Jones. And this is the busy time of year, Kane, because... 
Uh, I know that there's a standard bred wing and the Cambrai and the crew, they, they love the well, they love the harness game. So it's a busy time of the year for, for that division of the business, isn't it? Absolutely. Cam and the team do a great job down there and, and they're having a big week. But um, I know you're experiencing, experiencing it down there at the moment and it's just a massive week for everyone involved. That's right, but really, um, it's the ready to runs, which will probably have your <laughs> mind busy at the moment. Is that right, Kane? Because what we're only six days out to that kicking off, and I've seen the list of buyers that are on the ground. Do you want to rattle off a couple of these big hitters? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's all systems go towards the ready to run sale next week. Um, gee, we're we're just going through the list at the moment. We've got. Um, Jamie Richards, uh, it'll be great to welcome him back from Hong Kong. And, and Hong Kong loves to um, buy from the style. They've had Golden 60 and beat the clock, um, be champion horses up there. But we've got Donna Logan, Tim Fitzsimmons, Michael Clements coming down from Singapore. A uh, heap of Aussies coming over. Mick Price, Bjorn Baker, um, Kieran Ma will have a representative here. Busted and Young, um, respected agents Andy Williams, John Foote will be over. And then all the locals, of course, um, we know Stephen Marsh, Tiakia will be there. They've had good success with Ginger Nuts and Tiakia Shark. Um, Go Racing, I bumped into Kevin Myers the other day. He said he'll be buying, which is great. Um, Andrew Forsman, Tony Pike, Wexford have had good success with Asterix and um, all the agents, including Phil Cataldo, who's had good success with buying Binder Dance a few years ago who won the derby. Mate, we know the success of the NZB, the Kiwi breeds over spring, mate. You must be fizzing with the hype that's going to come to this uh, ready-to-run sales. You had, of course, on Mav, Smoking Romans, Ice Bath, Rockin' Horse. Kiwi breeds are flying, mate. You expecting a huge ready-to-run sale? We certainly are. You've, you've rattled off a few of them there, Izzy. Um, I'm thunderstruck. Um, we can't forget I Wish I Win, winning the $10 million Golden Eagle the oh. other day. Um and that's not even mentioning horses like Mr. Maestro, Lickety Split, um, mm. and even High Emotion, who ran a slashing third in the Melbourne Cup the other day. She was excellent. That's right, Kane. Do you see, I don't know if there's any way to measure this, and it's kind of something we talk about a wee bit. Is there any way to d- distinguish when our horses and our results go really good with a more interest? Like, do you have more click-through interest on your website? Do you see more foot traffic to your sales? Is there any way to determine that? And it might be a question for Andy and someone that's been there for, you know, a, a long period of time. Um, but, like, is there natural kind of click-through momentum that you can find? Yeah, absolutely. The... Um the marketing team keep um, track of all the clicks and, and um, views and everything on the website, and um, it's been as strong as ever, if not um, better than ever. Um, but just anecdotally, you, you talk to um, different trainers and people over in Australia especially, and they, they just know how well the Kiwi horses are going, and they can rattle off all these amazing winners, and, and every big race seems to have a Kiwi a Kiwi winner, or at least the Kiwi bred horse competing really, um, really well in. Um, they know if they want those horses, they need to come over to New Zealand and buy them at Caracas. So there's there's no better marketing than these horses performing well on the on the big stage. There's an array of high quality photos and videos now available to view at nzb.co.nz. So anybody that's going to be shopping, encourage you to go there asap and start doing your homework online. Kane, if anybody is listening, like that might not have been involved before. 
how do they actually get involved? Like, is are you friendly? Can we send people your way? Can we send people to the Karaka Complex to sign up? Like, what is the process if people wanted to get involved from here? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to think I'm a very, uh, very friendly guy, but um, absolutely get in touch with me. Um, you can go on our website, nzb.co.nz, is the best place to start. That'll, that'll um, uh, get the ball rolling. But everybody is welcome at the sale next week, whether you're intending on buying a horse or not. But... Um, just come along and, and either enjoy the atmosphere or, or maybe you will buy a horse. But, um, yeah, absolutely everybody is welcome. Beautiful. That's what we love about the game. Kane, uh, quickly just give us a little inkling. Which lot is going to cop the most heat? Where are you expecting the heat to come Ooh. from? What we're about? Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty mean to put me on the spot, Izzy. But, um, <laughs> but I, know one, I, I know one horse that will... Um, Garner a lot of attention as a as a filly actually. Um, lot fifty seven. She had a massive pedigree up there the other day. She's a half sister to the VRC Derby winner in Manzois. So um, massive pedigree up there. You don't get much bigger than that. Um, she's offered by KB Bloodstock and Kits does a really good job there. And um, and she breezed up really well in ten point three one seconds. And I thought she did it pretty um, pretty easily as well. And, and just a little shout out to her breeder Stephanie Hole. She raced the um, the mere choice. She bred men's voice and she she bred the horse as well. So she doesn't breed um, on a large scale, but she's a very very successful breeder. And um, good shout out to her. Very tidy work, Kane, and that is a big pedigree update, isn't it? Um, KB Bloodstock, huge work there. They they are locked in and um, always provide the goods when it comes to the ready to run sales in particular. Kane Jones, great to chat to you again, mate. We'll talk again throughout the summer and moving forward. NZB.co.nz, your source for success. And Izzy can attest to that because Pungal was from this exact <laughs> sale last year. So if you like the version of this story, well, you can go and get involved. <laughs> Kempi, can I just chuck a couple of messages at you, Kempi, before we head off? 100%. Black Ferns can watch the Black Cap semi-final and do the complete opposite. Start well, get out ahead of the play, and have a crack and grab some by, by, grab the game by the plums. Show more passion, horse. Yeah, look, I, I look, I totally agree. I think you've got to get out of the gates. I think copy that. Yeah, <laughs> copy that it was a perfect example. That starts key, starts key. Put the pressure back on England, and uh, you know, just rattle them, rattle them early. If they don't, oof, might be a long outing. And Pat came through with a question for you, Kempi. Morning, boys. What is it, Kempi? What is it about coaches, players' choices? Oh. We have the best informed centre, but we can't be selected, for example. Why aren't we matching Aussie team player for player? What We have it. Use it, question mark, says Pat and Christchurch. I'll tell you what. Get on our podcast channel and go and listen to the interview with Bluey McLennan yesterday, and he'll tell you exactly what he thinks should happen. Oh, there you go. Running it straight. Sam Hewitt, Tony Kemp. Go and get the SCNZ app, it's where you can have everything. The good oil, the mail run, isn't Kempi for breakfast. And mornings with Ian Smith, but it's Rick Dog in for Smithy after this. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, pacing for purpose, season two. Yeah, you betcha. It is hrnz.co.nz. I'll be back at Addington tomorrow for free-for-all day. And I tell you who's going to be really hard to beat, Rock and Roll do because he probably will be able to get to the lead from that marble. There's not much inside him that he wouldn't be able to burn off. And when you get the lead in the free-for-all, you can run some good sectionals and it's hard to mow down. That's how quick these horses go these days. But... 
for Child Cancer Foundation. We are going to have a little throughout the stumps. Race three, number two, Da Vinci beat Mr. Smarty last start, and that horse came out on one on Cup Day. So the form is good. Craig Ferguson's in great touch. HRNZ.co.nz. Live the dream. Get involved with Harness Racing. That is our bet for the Child Cancer Foundation. And tomorrow, Izzy and Kempi will give you the full rundown of how the Movember challenge went this week. Together we can change the face of men's health Every hairy donation helps to stop men dying too young. Every whisker counts. So you can go to Movember and click on SCNZ or Team SCNZ, search it in and donate. And Izzy and Kempi will give you the full rundown of how that went yesterday. But I can see Rick Dog in there. How you going, Ricardo? Yeah, good. Thanks, Louis. How are you, brother? You're not too dusty? Yeah, we're good. No, no, we're all good, mate. What are you going to got today? Lots of cricket, I imagine. Ah, uh, yeah, we've got we've got the doyen himself on at eleven o'clock. Ian Smith Ooh. out of Australia. Um, we'll be opening the phones at ten o'clock for your talk back on that. And before then, we've got Georgia Hale, the vice captain of the Kiwi Ferns, and Leslie Murdoch in, the, in our first hour as well. So uh, busy old show. Oh, Smithy Ian Smith Smith will be swinging from the rafters after last night's performance. Stay tuned here from the Doyen. Great to hear his voice. It'll be great to have him back in the country. Great show from us, and have a great show to you, Ricardo. We'll be back tomorrow. Just camping myself. Kakiteano. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto: Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.